I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Northwestern's head football coach Patrick Fitzgerald has been fired after several former players alleged hazing culture. An investigation found sufficient evidence that he had no knowledge of hazing rituals, but had opportunities to, quote, discover. Northwestern's president said in a statement that coaches are responsible for the culture of their teams. Now, more allegations have been made public, this time about the university's baseball coach, Jim Foster. An internal investigation showed a pattern of bullying and abuse towards student athletes and staff. So to find out more, we're talking to the reporter who broke this story, Chicago Tribune senior reporter Jonathan Bullington. Also with us is WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. Jonathan, what do we know about the allegations against baseball coach Jim Foster? Well, I can tell you they they had been brewing all season. Uh, and it came to a head uh, in November, around November, when um, these complaints were lodged with the university's human resources um, department. Uh, a subsequent investigation uh, took place. And I think in the story, and you had sort of touched on it, they had found uh, sufficient evidence uh, that uh, Coach Foster had um, engaged in abusive and bullying behavior, as well as he had made a, um inappropriate comment towards a female uh, member of the uh, staff team member. or staff, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then had been saying, uh, like speaking inappropriately about staff to other staff. There were two other allegations. Telling in... players not to take injuries seriously. Yeah, There's well, there were too. there were other allegations, but I'm sort of separating the HR investigation from some of the other um, complaints and concerns and allegations that uh, I have learned over the course of the last month or so of reporting on this. So okay. that's sort of what HR found. There have been, you know, current and former players, uh, people close to the program, alumni, they go a step further. And yes, they talk about some of the things that kind of bubble to the surface, as you just uh, mentioned, that players on the team felt like they had been discouraged from going to see the trainer uh, for injuries, Mm -hmm. that they felt like uh, they felt this pressure to uh, come back from injury faster than maybe they felt they were ready to or that the trainer or me- and or medical staff had deemed was the appropriate time. And they had their fear was that they could potentially lose their spot wow. on the team if they didn't. And then there were you know other things. I think one of the other ones I pointed out in the story was um, you know, he would – launch into these kind of expletive-laced tirades against staff, some of them in front of, of players, and that um, certainly took them uh, by surprise yeah. or, or was unsettling. Were you surprised, Cheryl, to hear that yet another Northwestern coach is, is under fire for how he's allegedly treating players and treating staff? I, I was surprised because, you know, I didn't know about it to the degree that Jonathan has explained to us in, in, in what he wrote. Uh, the telling sign of when something's wrong is when you have 16 players that go in the transfer portal, when you have 35 players on your roster, that's a real de- that that's that tells a, you that something is wrong because they want to be out of there. And yeah. when you lose your pitching coach, your hitting coach, you know, when you lose three people that are important to the team, 
that's a red flag that something is definitely wrong. Particularly the way in which they left. I would note that um, the hitting coach, Dusty Napoleon, I believe is his name, he left prior to they were the team right. was leaving for the right. start of the season, and he left. And I want to say a couple games into the season, by the time they got back from that road trip, the pitching coach and the operations director had departed as well. So I think that's sort of, and this is in February, so a couple months after that HR investigation, mm. you have the entirety of the team leadership essentially um, departed, leaving Coach Foster and I think a, um, a volunteer assistant um, left behind. And I understand you called Coach Foster. Did I you did. get him? Uh, yeah, I, he picked up. Uh, we spoke. Okay. Um, How'd that go? Um, you know, his, um, I think he's, his response to me was, uh, I would love to talk to you, but we have protocols in place for this. You need to go through the university's, um, communications department, um, which I did and they have not responded. I think with all of the, um, everything going on with coach Fitzgerald and the football team, I think the university's communication staff just hasn't responded yet. They're, they're busy. Did, did he? Did well, you sure. get a sense from him that he wanted to talk? I did. Yes. And he wanted to state his case. Yeah, I, th- I, I think he did. I think he. There are things he wants to say about this. Um, that if given the chance, he would. And I still yeah. would love to speak with him and and hear uh, his side of all of this. You know. So we've got this internal investigation. What happens next? Well, that's a great question. I think, you know, as you mentioned, as as has been mentioned here, uh, roughly 16 players have hit the portal. Um, you know, they still have to field a team. They still have to uh, build a coaching staff. Presuming that Coach Foster is back for a second season, I know that, you know, the current and former players that I spoke with, everyone I spoke with, um, they felt like the Direction the program is clearly in shambles and is going in the wrong direction, mm-hmm. and they were unclear whether Coach Foster was the guy to uh, at the helm who needed to be at the helm. Oh, but see. you know, it's worth talking now. It's July, right? Um, you know, I, I don't know if the timeline is such that they can make a change if they even want to make a change. Well, here's what I'm curious about, Cheryl: Is there a scenario where Coach Foster bounces back from this? It's very hard. Because Do you so expect much, he'll also be fired? You you can almost sense it could happen because there's there's a lot of things. It is it is late to do it. However, the problem is they have such a huge problem on the football side. This now is also taking front and center for them. And the athletic director, Derek Gregg, has not responded to the media. And he's the one that hired him. Hmm. So he's the one that has to answer the questions as to what's the future of of not just the football team, but the baseball team. That's very important because, again, he didn't hire Pat Fitzgerald, but he hired Foster. So that's really the person that has to answer the questions. What are you going to be keeping an eye on, Jonathan, as, as this story unfolds? Like what's still unanswered for you at this point? Uh, many, many things. There, um, Again, I've, I've sort of been picking away at this uh, for a bit now. And so there are things that have come my way that – uh, I'm certainly uh, interested in and, and want to know more about. But I do think the biggest thing is is sort of the future of this program. Um, will Jim Foster be leading it? 
Um, and what does the university say to all of those current and former players, the people close to this program, the alumni? The, I imagine parent, the players have parents, and mm-hmm. they're probably concerned. So what does the university say to all of them uh, to kind of ease their fears and concerns and let them know that their kids are in good hands, which is the most, you know, we're talking about young people, and that exactly. shouldn't be lost in all of this. Young adults. Mm-hmm. That's Chicago Tribune senior reporter Jonathan Bullington. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thanks for having me. Still with us is WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. So uh, I want to talk with you, Cheryl, about the latest on Northwestern football, mm-hmm. which we briefly mentioned there. But we, we had you on the show Monday. We talked about these hazing allegations. This was before Northwestern decided to dismiss uh, head football coach Pat Fitzgerald. Your reaction to the firing? Was not surprised at all because it seemed like that was – that. Probably should have been handled on Friday if you're going to do anything correctly. But uh, the fact is that when the student newspaper exposed this whole story, and we still not have seen the results of the, the investigation, that is still has to be seen, he got a lot of pushback. Uh, the, the president got a lot of pushback. That night, he decided, you know, it was aired. And then, then what happened was several days of getting a lot of feedback from the players, players came forward, on the record and off the record. You know you had a lot of pushback from the faculty. You had a lot of pushback and, and I from uh from boosters too kind of you know are involved with all this too. Right. But the thing with this is it should have been taken care of Friday and they waited to Monday. Now they have a legal entanglement because Pat Fitzgerald has hired Dan Webb, the former US attorney mm-hmm. of Illinois, who is also one of the biggest uh, guns when it comes to the legal world. Yeah, he says he's now exploring litigation yes. over this firing. Yes. And and the fact is is because they had an oral agreement on Friday for the two week suspension, Dan Webb is saying that should hold. And so now with the fact is that Pat Fitzgerald was in going into his third year of a ten year contract of fifty seven million dollars. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out mm-hmm. financially and also, you know, what type of other legal uh, problems are they going to face? Well, the attorney is also saying that uh, the coach's reputation yes. has been severely damaged from this, right? So I wonder if there's a defamation case that could be uh, applied to this. You know, we, we don't know. There's a lot. There are a lot of moving parts right now. And so we have that going on with with that. You also had six faculty members came out. And they said they want to stop the $8 million renovation of Ryan Field. So you have that. But the other aspect of that is the the neighborhood has been wanting to stop that from happening, too, because they have a lot of issues. So you you have that going on. So how do you think that's going to be received? (laughs) I mean, because as you said, I mean, these faculty members, not only did they express, you know, uh, discontent, but they, they sent a letter yes. to university leaders and, and uh, you know, about putting that temporary pause on, on the on the construction because of the field. They, they want to get the they want the students to be protected. I think that that's the underlying thing of everything with the baseball, with the football. These are young people that their lives have been upheaved because of behaviors. And so the, the faculty, which is always, you know, I, I taught college for 20 years. I know what it feels like. You want to protect these students, and that's what they're trying to do. And they think putting the money into a new facility mm-hmm. is kind of fool's gold for them. The controversy is um, it's renewing calls to reassess the athletic culture at Northwestern. How does the university do that, though, in a meaningful way? 
Well, first off, you've got to have a press conference with the president and the athletic director, period. They have not come forward. They've had their meetings. I found out that he did have meetings with players last night, a Monday night, and then again last night, A.D. Greg had a press. He had he had a meeting with his, the players and the and the staff, and decided they're going to keep all the assistant coaches and support staff. Mm-hmm. Interesting. None of them had anything to do with the with what Patrick Fitzgerald has been fired for. So that's a question mark. I think that has to be answered. Um, they have a PR nightmare. Everything going on at Northwestern reminds us, too, of what happened with the Blackhawks, yes. the Chicago Blackhawks, allegations of misconduct over the years. Just quickly remind us what happened there. Well, that, that was the uh, the Kyle Beach uh, situation where it was a player that was sexually abused by the video coordinator, and they kept it, and he was allowed, the video coordinator was allowed to stay with the team for, for years. This happened in 2010, and it was it was known that this happened. He was allowed to stay with the team. He eventually left. Mm-hmm. But there was no repercussions with anybody until it was exposed with a lawsuit. And the lawsuit allowed, you know, all this information to come out about what happened with the abuse. And then you had the firings of the head coach, the, you know, the the uh, general manager. You know, there was a whole line of people that got fired and let go because they kind of covered it up. This is with with this situation. This is all being exposed immediately. So, but, very different in the handling. And we so also far. we have to know, have to know the chain of command of this, and the, the, the other aspect is, what about the players that were doing the hazing? What type of legal entanglement are they involved with right now? They haven't been exposed, but you know, at some point, it's going to happen. Do you think that Fitzgerald can recover from this? Well, I don't. I think he can. Um, I think the avenue that possibly would benefit him at some point in, in, a, in, a, in a while would be the NFL, because he had been courted by the NFL before. And you can you can forget things if you go to the NFL for some reason. That's the way it Just is. Go from college but, football. But I think collegiately, I think this really? will never that it's a stain that will never go away. I think so too. Yeah. It's WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Thank you, Sasha. This episode of Reset was produced by Dan Tucker, and it was edited by Andrew Merriweather and Stephanie Kim. Stay on top of the most important stories affecting our region by subscribing to the Reset podcast. Find us on your favorite podcast app, and be sure to leave us a rating and review when you subscribe. That'll do it for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you tomorrow.